When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. We continue to roll through a wild couple of days in the greater Austin area. I am not Craig Way or Jeff Howe. I'm Chad Hastings, uh, normally on 12 to 3, and we'll be on 12 to 3 today, and maybe longer, who knows. Uh, we are hoping that the weather warms up enough that the afternoon guys can get in here again like they did yesterday, and it looks to be about the same uh, situation we had yesterday where things will be just above freezing uh, and there is some you know rain in the forecast coming a, a little bit later, 50-60% chance, but it looks like it'll be just over freezing. We'll see if those guys are able to uh, to get in like they did yesterday, and, and a shout-out to, to the Ball Don't Lie guys for being able to do it yesterday, uh, and a shout-out to our crew that's been up here in the building um, with myself and and Zay and uh, Isaiah Collier coming up 12 to 3 as always and then uh, Ty Henderson doing incredible work uh, producing Bucky and Aaron and dealing with a limb falling on his car today car's fine and drivable does have a dent in the hood we uh, unfortunately have reported that a couple times but uh, it got very real for him today it got real for us when we lost power in the seven o'clock hour and uh, so we've been going on, we're almost at four hours, four, almost at four hours of uh, of no power in the building. We're running on the auxiliary power here in the studio that keeps things going. So we appreciate everybody that puts all that together. Uh, Cameron Parker is here producing. We appreciate that. Uh, we also want to let you know, coming up tonight, uh, it is the... D- it is the debut of Wednesday Night Flex with Cameron and Zach Lucero. You're going to hear from uh, all kinds of members of the Flex family throughout the uh, the next few months when that show fires up. A lot of great interviews I know that they have planned. We'll be talking with Zach a little later on during the 12 to 3 show about it. I'll talk to Cameron a little more about it this hour, uh, but that show comes up tonight at 7. Uh, lots of high school stuff to talk about, lots of college stuff to talk about, but the main thing uh, that we were going to be talking about here is the Sark Press Conference. Unfortunately, it has been canceled. So if you're just tuning in, the Sark Presser, it's not going on right now, and I'm babbling. Sark is unable to do it today just because of all the connection issues and Wi-Fi issues and weather issues in the area. They decided to uh, go on the side of caution and uh, and not have that press conference. Uh, Jeff Howe will be coming up with the Longhorn Notebook at 11.30. Right now, though, we are able to check in with the voice of the Longhorns. He's been on a journey of his own with this Texas women's team, a bus trip from Pittsburgh to Morgantown, a meal fit for a king, and he's going to be ready to call a game tonight in Morgantown. He is Craig Way. How are you, sir? I'm I'm good, and and really and truly, despite some of the uh, challenges of getting here to West Virginia yesterday, Chad, uh, I know I'm better off 
than a lot of folks having to fight through it in the greater Austin area. In fact, I'm uh, even at my home in Georgetown, we're pretty lucky. Uh, Linda sent me some photos this morning. We do have some uh, down tree branches, but nothing striking the roof, nothing striking cars. It was just in the backyard, some large branches, but uh, just in the backyard. And, and uh, it's enough to scare the schnauzer away where she doesn't want to go outside. <laughs> other than that, uh, other than that, things are pretty much unscathed there uh, up in Georgetown. So uh, I understand a lot of people like uh, poor Ty and a lot of other folks are going through it, having to deal with uh, that sort of thing today. So hopefully it all all works out for them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. As I as speak to you right now, the, the team's on the floor. I'm inside the WVU Coliseum, and they're going through their shoot-around and uh, practice getting ready for this evening's game against the Mountaineers. That's Texas and West Virginia again, 6 o'clock tip time, our time, 545 pregame over on 105.3. The Bat, obviously the uh, the men's team, we talked about them today as they find themselves alone in first place, Craig, as they're about to take a tour of the state of Kansas. Let's lay this out for everybody, too. I know there were questions earlier in the week, and you were, uh, you were the guy that let me know kind of how it was going to work. The Longhorns will go logical and stay in the state of Kansas since they have the Saturday-Monday turnaround, correct? Yeah, it's it's very unusual for, for Texas, and it might be unusual for, say, some of the other Texas schools like Baylor or Tech or somebody like that to deal with this particular type of two-game weekend-to-Monday road swing. Uh, but uh, no less than the team that plays right here in this building, West Virginia deals with this. In fact, they've already done it once this year where they had to start conference play, started off at Kansas State, had an overtime loss, and then went to Morgan or went to uh, Stillwater after that. So they had back-to-back uh, Saturday-Monday things uh, a swing. And, and the Big 12 tries to help them out with, uh, with travel because of that, because otherwise every trip for them is four or five hours, you know, that kind of thing going by air. Uh, so <laughs> they're used to it. Uh, Texas hadn't done this, and it is kind of a quirk in the schedule. Uh, but I think it's probably just as well. You're going to have to go up there anyway. Uh, so they've got the two games. They'll, they'll, you know, weather and everything permitting, they'll leave on uh, Friday to fly to Manhattan. So they'll get in on Friday, have a practice Friday evening. I haven't seen an itinerary yet. I don't even know if it's finished, but I can probably uh, put an educated guess on it and say that they'll fly in Friday afternoon, uh, have a uh, practice Friday evening and a team meal, and then they'll have a shoot-around uh, Saturday morning, and then the game is Saturday afternoon. And that's at 3 o'clock. Ironically, the Texas women will be 80 miles down the road in Lawrence to play Saturday afternoon at Kansas. They tip off one hour after the men. Roger Wallace will be with them on Saturday. So the men will play at 3 o'clock. When their game is complete, they'll get on the bus and they'll go the 80 miles down to Lawrence, uh, stay Saturday evening. I don't think they'll do anything since they will have just played the game. I don't think they'll do anything Saturday evening, but they'll get up Sunday morning. They'll be able to have a full practice inside Allen Fieldhouse on Sunday afternoon and then a, a shoot around on Monday morning. Then, of course, the game is Monday night. So it's a little bit different. But, you know, if they were flying home after Manhattan, you'd be flying home an hour and a half and then you'd be turning around the next day, Sunday, and flying to the next destination. The Big 12 used to be really vigilant about if you were playing a big Monday game at home, then for sure you were going to be on the road Saturday and vice versa. If you were playing on the road Saturday and you had a big Monday game, it was going to be at home by golly. But this is a little bit different, and, and really I don't think it's a bad deal 
for them. It's a it's a two game swing, but the two schools are only eighty miles apart. You get your off day in between anyway. They'll be able to get their full practice. I, I actually think it's probably less uh, grueling than what they just went through with a Saturday road game in Knoxville, flying home, and the quick turnaround and playing uh, on Big Monday against Baylor. So I, I think it, it probably is not a bad deal for them. Yeah. Now, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, respond to it. Obviously, Kansas looked pretty good last night and uh, put the Longhorns officially in first place by themselves uh, for the time being. So it's at K-State on Saturday, at Kansas with a big Monday uh, turnaround. We're talking with Craig Way. Of course, normally you hear Craig and Jeff with Light the Tower. It's a different Light the Tower today with all this weather stuff and travel stuff, obviously with Craig. Speaking of travel stuff, Craig, and looking at this new Big 12 football schedule and uh, what may very well be the only Big 12 football schedule schedule with these 14 teams in it uh other than a trip to tuscaloosa which i know you're looking forward to and a trip to ames iowa you're gonna think you're back into southwest conference brother fort worth houston the dallas trip as normal and and a trip to waco uh the longhorns and sark can do a lot of this on a bus this year yeah that was exactly the phraseology i used with uh, Kathy Harst and my broadcast partner on the women's games. It would be like the old Southwest Conference days uh, getting there and uh, being able to drive every trip drivable other than obviously Tuscaloosa for the Alabama game and Ames. Uh, the fact that they're not coming here for football, which they would have been due to do under the older uh, Big 12, you know, alternating schedule, mm-hmm. uh, they would have been due to come to Morgantown and they would have been due to go to Stillwater. And uh, the fact that you know, they they don't have to uh, – uh, that they're not playing Oklahoma State and they're not playing uh, uh, West Virginia, and it's replaced with BYU at home and, and at Houston makes it uh, all pretty reasonable. I, I think that's probably about as reasonable as Texas fans and media and those connected with the program could have asked of the Big 12 Conference with regard oh, yeah. to, uh, you know, their final schedule. What, 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 what laid out there is pretty good. Now – the back end of it is, is pretty challenging with some of the some of the games on there and the way it's loaded. But still, in terms of the travel and the alternation of games home and away, I think it's not bad. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, at Fort Worth, at Iowa State is tough back-to-back. But overall, you just mentioned it, avoiding West Virginia there and avoiding Oklahoma State there. Because, Craig, we know you know better than anybody, that's not only two tough places to play, that's two big batches of upside-down Longhorn you do not have to deal with on your maybe your last time around. Uh, that's a big deal to me. You don't have to face the paddles banging against the pads one more time with Gundy. And that West Virginia crew, you know they love to hate the Longhorns. So avoiding those two and replacing them with the two you mentioned, I, I think Longhorn fans will take at Houston all day uh, versus having to deal with those two crowds. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you said, avoiding the paddles is one thing and all the noise there. Uh, avoiding the possibility of uh, open couch burning going on up here in Montegalia <laughs> County. Yes. Yeah, there's it's it, it's I'll never forget this, Chad. The first time that Texas came up here uh, to play football in 2013 when Matt Brown was the coach, and that's and that's when Texas won in double overtime. And when the game was over, there were several of us who were going to drive back, going to drive to Pittsburgh and then fly out in the morning. But we were all pretty hungry when we got off the air, so the broadcast crew goes over to basically what is kind of a, a northeastern version of Denny's. It's called Eaton Park, and which I always thought was kind of weird. That's the old thing about driving on the parkway and parking on the driveway. Eaton Park. you got to park before you go in to eat. But, yeah. it's a, but it's a 24-hour restaurant. It's kind of like a Denny's or an IHOP. And so we go in there to eat, and we eat, and then we get done, and 
we go to the register and, and, and we're wearing, you know, obviously Roger Wallace and I, we have like a burnt orange tie on and stuff like that. And you know, I've got my son Andy with me and he's got like a wind shirt on with Longhorn logo and stuff like that. And so, so, you know, we kind of stick out like a sore thumb and the lady at the register says, uh, has everybody been nice to you? And I said, yeah, everybody's been great. And I hear this voice go, We've been working on that, and I turn around and look over my shoulder, and it's a police officer <laughs> standing over the corner by the door. We've been working on that. <laughs> We're like, okay. So it gets rowdy here, but there hasn't been anything too bad. So, uh, in fact, I can remember a couple occasions up here, win or lose, where you had a long walk and up the hill up to the parking lot where we were parked, and there were people tailgating up there, and they were openly offering you the chance to, you know, have a hot dog or a hamburger or a beverage or stuff like that. So people were hospital, hospitable when you were outside of the stadium. You got in, a little bit different issue. Yeah. And so Texas does get to avoid that. Yeah, that is definitely some good news. Cam, you got something for Craig? Yeah, Craig, uh, glad you made the Morgantown safe. Now, yesterday, uh, it took a bit of a tumble outside. I just want to get an up injury update on Craig Way. Are you probable? Uh, what's the injury status for tonight's uh, game? <laughs> Well, I am probable, but you are right. I, I am playing a little wounded. Uh, I, I mentioned this on the air yesterday. I mean, this is from the Department of just feeling completely stupid. I, I take such great care driving in from Georgetown with accidents all around and making sure that I'm all right. I get to the station. I park in front because there were open spots there. I'll just go right up the steps. So I get out. I started walking, and my feet just go right out from under me. Boom. Well, I landed on my more upholstered area. So it was no big deal. I kind of laughed it off. You know, got back up, went in. I realized when we got on the air that my laptop, I had to put into my roller bag because when I was uh, uh, de-icing my car and, and warming up the truck, that I'd already put the backpack in the truck. So I'd stuck my laptop in the roller bag. So I got to go out and get that. That turned out to be a mistake uh, of, of, of immeasurable proportions because I go down there uh, during the break, and as I go down, Feet go right out from under me again. Oof. I hit a little harder, but still okay. And I'm thinking, gosh, what an idiot. Go on. And so then I, I get the laptop out. I turn around. And as I start to walk, and I, I take care to make sure I don't walk the same path. What was slick, I step to the right and hit another invisible oh. patch. This, this time, feet go out. Laptop goes flying up in the air. Hits the, hits the ground. I land hard. And I feel it on my right elbow, and I'm like, ow, that hurt. And I was there for about 25, 30 seconds. So then I, I get up, and I, I get on in there. Cam was nice enough to get me uh, some Advil or something, and, 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 I, and I, I get through the rest of the show, and I'm all right. So the elbow had hurt a little, but no big deal. Uh, I go to the airport, and, of course, we have a long wait. And, in fact, I'm going to let you hear about 90 seconds of Vic Schaefer from my conversation when we got to the hotel late last night. But I get, to the, I get there, long wait. Inside the charter terminal, two and a half hour wait, I think, on the plane before we take off. But as I'm sitting on the plane, all of a sudden, my, my elbow had hurt, and all of a sudden, I reach over, and my elbow has like swollen to the size of, of you know, like a cucumber. And I'm like, oh, great. So, and it's all kind of flabby and everything. And I'm like, great. So I show it to Rosemary Ragel, the team trainer, and she goes, oh, yeah, you did some bursa damage there. It's, it's, she said, it's not a real big deal, but what we need to do is when we get up there, you need to ice it, and then I'll try some compression on it or something like that. So we get up here last night, and by the time we get up here, and again, you'll hear about the, the, the saga in a moment, by the time we get here, uh, it's getting pretty close to midnight Eastern. And our arm was hurting a little bit, so I, 
I take a laundry bag from the hotel room and fill it with ice. I ice it for about an hour, go to bed. She'd given me some ibuprofen or something and uh, slept pretty well and got up. And she looked at it this morning and said, it looks better. She said, you're going to need to ice it again, and then we'll do some. So I iced it again for about an hour before coming over here to shoot around. So I'm playing a little wounded, but uh, but I'll get by. I'll get by. And, and, Chad, I want you to hear this. This is this is Vic Schaefer last time. We get to the hotel because what happened was we had this three-hour uh, late departure. We ended up leaving at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. It was supposed to be at 2. We were supposed to fly into Clarksburg, about 38 miles south of Morgantown, and I've told that story about why that landing strip is there and not Morgantown, and it has to do with the United States National Fingerprinting Bureau, but that's a long story. So uh, we, we're supposed to go to uh, uh, Morgan or to Clarksburg, can't go there. So we get redirected to Pittsburgh. So we get to Pittsburgh, and of course Pittsburgh's about 80 miles away. We land. The team meal was supposed to be at this nice Italian restaurant where I'd gone with the men 10 days ago called Oliverio's. Uh, that was out, obviously, flying to Pittsburgh. So what they did was they ordered the only thing they could get for the players was Olive Garden. Now, Olive Garden doesn't suck, as we know. It's okay. It's better in the restaurant than getting it on takeout. Oh, yeah. So they have all, yeah, so they have all these takeout meals for the players. Who wants spaghetti and meatballs? Who wants pasta? Who wants chicken Alfredo? Who wants this and that? So I just, you know, I wait until, you know, first of all, we want to make sure all the players get fed and then the, the staff. And then there's like, hey, Craig, here, uh, you want to want a steak Alfredo? And I'm like, sure. So I get it. They hand me plastic where as I texted you last night, <laughs> you haven't lived until you tried to cut through a well-done steak with plastic wear in a container while on a moving bus. Uh, but it was OK. So so we get here. Uh, about uh, close to midnight, and we walk in, and Cam will play this for you. This was a very brief conversation I had with head coach Vic Schaefer about what the team had to go through and no practice last night and uh, getting ready for today's game. How many years you've been coaching? I'm trying to remember. So it's 38? 38. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so you, you've come across travel issues, and this is just another one of those along the way. So what do you and the coaches do to make sure – the kids don't get too down and I know young people are resilient but how do you how do you handle that with with a situation like what they've been through today well I just I think again sitting on an airplane two and a half hours before you even de-ice and then fly another two and a half hours I mean I I was encouraged when we you know when we got on the bus there was food and of course that always perks everybody up and of course our kids you know they love to eat, and I love for them to eat. So, uh, you know, we we had we worked out this morning. We watched film this morning. Um, we didn't get to shoot tonight, which we always do. But I think they need to go to bed, and we'll get up tomorrow and recharge and refocus. Uh, and and uh, you haven't seen this team once already, so that's one more thing that's added to it. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, this is why it's called road. You know, we're, we're on the road and you have sometimes you have these things come up, whether it's a plane issue, weather issue, bus issue. I mean, you just never know. And so I said this back after Saturday night's game, we're going to find out about something about our team this week. And here we go. We've got some adversity. And so we'll see how we uh, we'll see how we respond to it. But, um, you know, you can't do it. Here's the thing. You can't do anything about today. So. Uh, we wake up tomorrow, new day, new opportunity, and uh, I'm excited to see us play tomorrow night. Yeah, so, uh, so there it is. Uh, it's tough, and we'll see. And, and as I speak, I'm looking at them right now, uh, standing kind of the upper concourse here at the WVU Coliseum, and Vic's got them running through the paces on the 
shoot around. But Chad, I'm trying to remember in all the, the, the games where you stood in for me. Did you ever make a trip up here? Did you ever come to Morgantown? No, never did. Never right. was. Okay. No, no, that was that was pre West Virginia days. Uh, so right. no, I never never right. never made that trip. I've. I've been there, got to do the football trip a couple of years ago with uh, the Longhorn group, uh, the, the, the Learfield yeah. group, but IMG Learfield group. But, uh, no, I've never done the basketball. It's, uh, the, the, the arena, uh, they've, they've really taken remarkably good care of it. It was built like in 1971, and uh, it's a big old on the inside stone-looking uh, thing. Somebody on the outside compared it to a giant bunt cake. It kind of looks like that a little bit uh, uh, with the ridges on it and stuff like that. But it's it's very steep, seats fourteen thousand. But it's it looks bigger on the inside, and uh, they they've taken really good care of it through all these years. But it's uh, it it, it kind of reminds me. I know you went to the old Hearn Center in Columbia, where where Missouri used to play before they built the new arena. Right, kind of like that. Okay, uh, you know, kind of steep with the older seating and stuff like that goes up. But it's a uh, when this place is filled, and it was when the men played here 10 days ago, it can be pretty loud, noisy. And I don't think it'll be filled here, but they do draw pretty well for the women's games. And this is not a bad women's team with a new head coach coming in from the outside. So uh, it's there's a little bit of a mystery on this group in this first meeting between these two. Yeah, we'll see what it's like. And as I always bring up, that that special feeling that West Virginia has for Texas, man, even though the distance is great, boy, they do love getting after the Longhorns. So we'll see what they do with the women's team tonight. Most importantly, we'll see how Vic Schaefer's team deals with all that Craig just described to you, uh, all the uh, over Hill and Dale to get there. But they're there. They're ready to roll tonight at 6. It's Texas and West Virginia. Of course, Craig is the one that will call it for you. We're calling him question. No, no, we're calling him probable with bursa sack damage. Craig, that's my report today. Best of uh, best of healing to your bursa sack, and uh, we will hear from you later, brother. Take care. No, uh, no load management for this dude. I'll be ready to roll. <laughs> no coach's decision. No DNP. No DNP. I got, I got to drag it out there tonight. So uh, we'll be ready. That's Drink it. some moonshine, Craig. That'll help. That's it. Drink some moonshine yeah. and, ha- and and just tell Kathy to every, every once in a while reach over and just slap you in that elbow to wake you up. Oh, yeah, that'll hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. Absolutely. All right, you bet. Oh, Craig Way, my goodness. I had heard there were multiple falls. I had not heard the details yet, and I'm glad to hear that he actually had legitimate trainers there to assess the bursa sac damage. What better way to, if you're going to hurt yourself, than later on that day be with the University of Texas at Austin Athletic staff? (laughs) Yeah. The only way he could have done any better is if he'd f- either fallen right in front of them or fall like walking into a hospital or something like that. And good thing he was not with the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Because <laughs> who uh, knows? Wow. Who knows what would yeah. happen? Who knows where the needle goes? And then yeah, he, he you, might not only have one arm coming back from that trip. You never know. And also, since we just talked with Craig, and it reminds me of the old days with Craig and Bill and stuff. I think I need to say that Bursa Sack Damage is playing at Emos tonight. Like Bursa Sack <laughs> Damage would be a great name for a band. I think that might be what the uh, what the Eagles called themselves before they changed the name, uh, or maybe it's Pearl Jam. All right, thanks to Craig for jumping in. Up next, the other half of Light the Tower. Uh, Uh, 
with Craig and Jeff. It's Jeff Howe with the Longhorn Notebook. That's coming up. Cameron Parker is here. I'm Chad Hastings holding it down for you in the studio. We're getting it as normal as we can today. We are hoping, we know we're going to be able to bring you 12 to 3 because I'm here and Zay's here. We're hoping we can also get you that afternoon show from 3 to 7 and the Wednesday Night Flex show at 7 uh, and all the other stuff on a Wednesday. So we'll get you all set up for that. There's a lot of stuff out there today. Longhorn Notebook. We'll see what Jeff wants to get into next. It is National Signing Day. Longhorn Basketball getting ready for that tour of Kansas and a whole lot more. Stay with us. Stay warm. Stay safe. This is The Horn. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. All right, we roll through the 11 o'clock hour. Remember, hornfm.com if you want the latest on the weather, school closures and all that. We hope everybody school-wise is taken care of. Cameron Parker spinning the tunes, making sure everything is rolling today. Coldplay? It is. There we go. Mr. Martin, that's kind of a cloudy weather. You are leaning in today, aren't you? You're really going with the song. It's got that, cold in the name of the band, Jack. The Come cold on. in the name. We had cold by Chris Stapleton. We got cold play uh, with Chris Martin rolling here. I'm Chad Hastings, uh, helping you get through it all, and hopefully we get you. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be on today. We are definitely going to be on throughout the afternoon, and uh, hopefully the uh, afternoon guys are going to be uh, be able to get here, because I'll just be honest with you. I'd like to go home in that window of time That'd that, be I'm, nice, right? that I'm seeing later on, that 34 degrees that I've been talking about, uh, but we will see how that rolls. We want everybody to stay safe, obviously, for our guys. Uh, looks like right now uh, that it's going to be a you know, wet but drivable situation, uh, but just be really careful if you are getting out there. Keep it slow, like Cam said during a break earlier. If you're going 70 and swerving, you're probably going to be in trouble. Uh, but if you keep it slow and uh, and be careful, you uh, you should be all right. But we hope everybody is safe out there. Watch for those limbs falling. There's been a lot of that going on today, knocking out power. But last time we checked in with this guy, he did have power. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline uh, for yet another Longhorn Notebook. It is Jeff Howe. Remember to check Horns247.com for all your National Signing Day stuff. The Longhorn Blitz podcast will be hitting you tomorrow. Tomorrow night, hopefully at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, he's always on Light the Tower, 10 to noon right here. Uh, Jeff, we got a Longhorn Notebook sponsor as well. Let's make sure we give them their love. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Oh, yeah, and that too. We got to play that. And there's a sounder and stuff. And now there's a sponsor. My bad. Yep, Aaron Bowerstock, BowerstockTeam.com, your home loan expert. She can do for you what you do for Craig and Linda when they made the move to Georgetown. Make that home loan process easy, streamless, no hassle. Bowersockteam.com, Aaron Bowersock. She is your home loan expert. So, Jeff, last hour we kind of went in a direction, I guess, that I chose. Uh, let me know what you're, what, kind of what you're thinking right now. We talked about the Sark press conference getting canceled and sort of went into the 23 class a little bit. Uh, for this Longhorn Notebook, uh, is there anything particular on your mind? Yeah, Big 12 guy. I haven't got a chance to talk about the uh, Big 12 schedule release because that came, okay. came out after you know, Craig and I were off the air when it came out. Um, and the main thing to reiterate, Chad, and I, I think this is a, a valid discussion point. Yeah, you know, I've I, I've been on, seen on, been scrolling Twitter and seeing, oh, ten wins is the floor, and 
Big 12 pile or bust. Hmm. The schedule getting released to me has no bearing on what the ceiling or floor for this team is going to be or needs to be. I mean, it's not like there was some kind of doomsday schedule that the Big 12 was going to put together for Texas, unless you're talking about, like, it was four road trips in a row to, like, Ames, Morgantown, Provo, and, you know, Orlando or whatever, just see how many different time zones you can make Texas cover. <clears throat> to me, the, the my expectation, my bar for Texas is set at, it's whatever number of wins gets you to Arlington. I think, to me, that's the next step in the progression where Sart needs to take this program before going into the SEC. So if that's, you know, if nine and three can get you there and you win a conference championship, then great. Uh, you know, if it takes 10 to get you there, then then that's where it needs to be. That to me is where I'm focused on with Texas. Is it's all about, can you get to Arlington, give yourself a chance to get one more title in the big 12 before you leave. I'm not worried about where the floor is or anything like that. Just whatever number of wins it, it takes to get to Arlington. Yeah, and that's going to be – yeah, it is weird how those expectations will come up, and then something like a schedule could could bring that up. But I get it. Everybody wants to have the uh, have those discussions. One question I wanted to ask you, Jeff, and just I could not remember a time. Do you recall ever while you've been covering Texas that the Texas OU game is immediately followed by a bye week for both? Uh, No. Now that you mentioned it, no, I don't think so. Uh, I know, I know they both had buys after that game, but yeah, I can't recall off the top of my head when there's been a bye week for both. There's off of that game. There's just such a, a there's a uniqueness now building on that game. If we actually find out they figured out the new SEC thing for 2024, it'll be the last game in the Big 12. They'll both know that. They'll both know where they're going, and they'll both know they get to rest afterwards. I mean, that game doesn't need any more intensity, but uh, that's pretty wild. And then because of that, Jeff, it is a true six and six then for Texas and OU for that matter. But Texas gets the six games, a bye, then six games. I don't think you could ask for a better uh, bye week. I know Sonny Dykes wanted a better bye week last year because there's, I believe it was TCU, right, that had that super early one, but this is good for Texas right yeah. in the middle. That the, Where the bye week was going to fall and where the BYU game was going to fall with the two big things that I was waiting to see with the schedule release. Hmm. Uh, to, get it, to get it right in the middle of the season to kind of recharge your batteries, get ready for the second half, I think that's great for Texas. But that BYU game, if it was either really early or really late, it was going to concern me because you know, I start looking at BYU's roster chat and, and they've got that, that group of guys that, that they have every year, that influx of talent of the guys coming back from their LDS, LDS missions that are coming back to football. So trying to project out what BYU's roster is going to look like, uh, it, it's somewhat of a fool's errand to do it, especially at this point. But even the closer we get to the season – uh, you're not really going to have an idea of what BYU's got until you know they play a couple of games. But if you got them early, they're almost a complete unknown at that point. And if you got them late, you know, last thing you want to do when you play you know nine, ten games in a Big Twelve schedule is you know take on BYU because anytime you you know what you're getting into, and especially since your head coach went to school there and had a really good career there, you know what you're getting into when you play BYU from a physicality standpoint, from a mental preparation standpoint. So I think to have the bye, to go to Houston, then come back and play BYU, I think those two things, I don't know that it could have worked out better for Texas in terms of the way those two events that I was looking to see how they laid out.
Yeah, not bad. Uh, not bad at all. Uh, the the other thing that stood out, I think, to a lot of people, Jeff, was there's one team in the Big Twelve that's going to get eight home games, and it's Baylor. So Baylor Bears fans can be happy about that. They'll host uh, Utah early on. They host Texas. Uh, they will host Houston, and they also are a team that gets to avoid playing Oklahoma. So if I'm a, a, a Baylor fan, I'm pretty. Ex- I, I guess I'd be pretty excited about my last year with all these teams possibly in the Big Twelve. Would you agree? First off, with all the FBS and FCS teams in this state, transitional teams, whatever, Baylor couldn't have found a better third non-conference game than LIU. Like really, like that's that's where we're at. I did. I'll be honest, Chad. I didn't even know LIU had a football team. Dude, I'm glad so, you. I'm glad you said it. I saw that logo. I still don't know what that is. What's LIU? What is that? Sharks, uh, right? I I have no idea. I don't know. Cameron's guess. Cameron's guess is as good as mine would be. Yeah, they the Sharks. Okay, I was looking at this little <laughs> grid I've got in front of me that the Big Twelve put out, and I was recognizing every logo. And I saw that one, and it's so small, I couldn't understand, uh, you know, make it out. But now it makes sense. Even if it was bigger, I don't think I'd have known what it was. Yeah, I saw people on Twitter saying, uh, you know, is Baylor playing a minor league baseball team in week three? (laughs) Uh, Just that that logo is odd. But, no, I mean, uh, I even forgot what we were talking about, Chad. uh, I got caught up on the LIU bit. What what, what were we talking about? The fact that Baylor's got eight home games. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the way the, the schedule worked out. Uh, I do think it's interesting, though, you know, typically their their Power 5 opponent out of conference, it's been, you know, Duke or somebody along those lines. That, you, know, you feel like, okay, it's at least a toss-up or you got a chance to win. Uh, I guess Baylor can back up the LIU bit with saying, hey, we're at least challenging ourselves by playing Utah and perhaps a healthy Cam Rising in conference play, but that's that's just one of the things, you know, that's that's how it worked for Texas last year where your big non conference home game was uh hosting Alabama, so you end up with a little bit more of a slant on the home slate. But uh and one you know, I'd heard at the basketball game on Monday from somebody who would know that one of those Baylor home games was going to be Texas coming to town. It's just it's strange, Chad. I know you being an A and M grad, I don't I'm sure you felt this way at some point, but you know, this is probably the last time for the foreseeable future and potentially, you know, a really long time. Or if you're a Texas fan, you're going to look at that schedule. You're not going to see that Texas Tech logo on that schedule, perhaps in 2024. You're not going to see that Baylor logo. That you've gotten used to seeing that TCU logo again. You're, you're not going to see it anymore. So uh, I do dig the fact that, you know, Houston being on the schedule to keep Texas Tech, Baylor, and TCU, uh, you at least get some Southwest Conference flavor in, in your last season in the Big 12, potentially before you go to the SEC. That's I, I take some comfort in that. Yeah, I'm guessing that part was intentional when they realized, okay, no Oklahoma State or, or West Virginia, that's one thing. But then the other two are Cincinnati, UCF. And like we talked about, man, it's, it's, it's Southwest Conference bus trips uh, for the almost all those road games. So it will give an old school feel. You want to make, you want to make one more trip to Waco, one more trip to TC, uh, one more, you know, Fort Worth or one more trip to uh, Houston. You can certainly do that. It will feel like the old days. And of course the Dallas thing yeah, is sure. going to stay put. Yeah. Selfishly, I'm looking at it like, wow, I, don't, I only have to make two plane trips. Uh, for 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 game travel this year with Tuscaloosa and then uh, and then Ames, so 
Mm-hmm. Well, thumbs up to that. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, before we uh, let you go here this hour, Cam's got a quick question for you. Yeah, Jeff, I know you were in the studio yesterday when Craig took his little fall, and we just had him on. Thankfully, he's okay. He got looked at by one of the best athletic training staffs in the country. I want to ask you, though, how is your bursa doing? How is your elbow? <laughs> any falls? Any injuries we need to know? I mean, the league's asking us to put you on the injury report, if so. You know, you got to be up to date on that, uh, right? My my bursa and otherwise all sacks are uh, good and accounted for, so we're <laughs> we're we're good over here. That's good. All three sacks are good. Great. All right. I did not expect yep. a Jeff Howe sack check on a uh, on this uh, wintry Wednesday, but uh, hey, it happens sometimes. That is Jeff Howe. Check out horns twenty four seven dot com. It's signing day after all. I uh, hope the kids still get something out of today. Uh, it does suck that the weather's dealing with uh, with them in this area, but check out horns twenty four seven dot com for that. They will get the Longhorn Blitz podcast recorded hopefully tomorrow and get it out to you uh, tomorrow afternoon. That means we should be able to bring it to you tomorrow at eight o'clock clock and then of course light the tower lord willing the creek don't rise freeze and fall on people uh craig and jeff will uh, i think be on the show tomorrow 10 to 12 uh all right jeff stay safe stay warm we hope the power stays on for you and uh we will talk to you later brother yep man hope to see you boys tomorrow all right there we go yeah that's what we're that's what we're doing right now got a lot of hope what is it that uh, andy dufresne said hope is a good thing it is sometimes the best of things Red tried to tell him it was a dangerous thing, but no, it's not. It's not dangerous. It's a good thing. Uh, I got hope right now. I'm hoping that I get to go home at some point today, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen. So we will we will see. We'll keep you updated on all of that. New Big 12 schedule uh, out for football. That's been a big point of discussion the last day or so. Uh, some NFL stories to get to, of course. Tom Brady officially, officially retiring. Looks like it may be done this time. And then a couple new coaches. Sean Payton's going to go to the Broncos and D'Amico Ryans goes to the Texans. So if you were one of those Cowboys fans holding out hope, now I would have told you as a Cowboys fan plenty of times the Sean Payton thing was not going to happen, but if you were holding out hope, it is not ultimately going to happen. If you missed that compensation, we'll get you that and how much Sean Payton is going to make. Uh, Also up next, we'll talk to Cam about the Wednesday Night Flex show. It debuts tonight, coming up at 12. Myself, and Isaiah Collier rolling you up to 3 o'clock where we're hoping the temperature gets all the way up to, oh, my God, 34 degrees. I'm loving that number today. Let's hope it's accurate. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Trying to remember what this one's called. Frozen Flea? No, I don't. What is? What's? This? I know it's the Chili Peppers. Who is it? Oh, come on, Chad. Just look outside. Kind of. The only thing I can think of is, is this? This isn't Californication, is it? No. Because right I now, I wish we we're in California. Right, right now, now, I am dreaming of Californication. So it is uh, Snow Heyo. Off uh, Stadium Arcadium. Snow Heyo. Yeah. Oh, I did not realize they had a song called Snow. I've heard this song. I just didn't know what it was called. All right, Cameron Parker, getting that music to us. 
making sure things are running smoothly today. Thanks to Cameron for coming in today. Thanks to Ty Henderson for all his hard work. Thanks to Isaiah Collier. He's coming up with me uh, from 12 to 3. And um, I'll be honest with you, we're trying to figure out, you know, if if we can do the afternoon show and get things taken care of um, with the guys later on. We're trying to make sure, you know, people can get here safe and get away. This is one of those, this is where it gets really weird. This is where the game, the strange game behind the game and pull curtains back and stuff where when, you know, it's, you're trying to figure out the, do you stay back? You stay back at the house and then can you get into the station or do you go to the station and then risk the idea that you could end up sort of being trapped at the station. So we're all at different parts of uh, of that today, but we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the afternoon. And uh, it's just been a wild day, been a wild, crazy day. So we'll continue uh, the discussion here. There's uh, some football stuff to get into. If you missed it, uh, Sean Payton, it's going to be 17 to $20 million a year that the Denver Broncos are going to pay him. And the price is a first, a second, and then uh, a third round pick actually comes with him. So, man, that's uh, it's pretty steep. It's not the steepest we've ever heard. I still think one of the steepest is John Gruden. That was two firsts, two seconds, and $8 million. That is still one of the craziest price tags, Cameron, that I have ever heard. But Sean Payton, the Broncos are definitely willing to pay for Sean Payton. Uh, and, you know, I hope there were, I hope Cowboy fans were not really, you know, crossing their fingers on this one because I knew it wasn't going to happen. Uh, I am jealous of Denver now because I really wish Sean Payton was coaching a team I loved. And don't have a first round pick for the Broncos for this year. And they don't have their second round next year either. So they've given up a lot of draft capital. And think about Russell Wilson's contract. He's going to be owed $50 million in a few years, Chad. So what do the Broncos do with Russell Wilson if it doesn't work out with Sean Payton? Because you can't really cut him. Because if you do, you still got $30 million worth of dead cap on your salary. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That is tough. Uh, and, of course, D'Amico Ryans ends up in Houston. That's a six-year deal for D'Amico Ryans. If you are a Texans fan, I would say congratulations to you. Feels like things are heading in the right direction. Not only did you get rid of Jack Easterby and kind of get the front office headed in the right uh, direction, this is a guy that's got big connections to your team and, most importantly, the things he's been doing in San Francisco have really impressed a lot of people these last few years with the defense. So, D'Amico Ryans, a good thing. Uh, Cameron, you like that move for the Texans? I think it's a great move. Uh, Hopefully he sticks around long enough from the Texans organization to give him a real shot that's a I think an A plus hire I mean even the Broncos thought about uh, going after him and kind of waited to see if he would end up at Houston it sounded like uh, D'Amico wanted to come down to Houston so they went ahead and made that trade for Sean Payton so I think two good moves all around for uh, both franchises all right uh, so there's your NFL news in addition to the fact that Tom Brady has retired again uh, and we didn't get a chance to play that sound for you maybe we'll have that coming up uh, in the Chad and Zay show from 12 to 3 but it lasts about a minute and it's real simple he says he is done you believe Tom Brady this time is it over I think so yeah he's tired of getting his butt kicked in the playoffs feels like it might be over one of the most incredible careers in uh, NFL history I wore the the butt shirt today kind of as a tribute to the last one and and then 20 minutes, I think, after I put the shirt on, he retires again. How so are that? you the jinx then? I must be. Maybe I'm the February 1st jinx 
for uh, for Tom Brady, but he is apparently retired. Plus, that new Big 12 schedule's out there. That hit uh, yesterday during the 12 to 3 show. We're still reacting to that. Uh, lots of stories out there. And, of course, the weather, a huge story. Go to hornfm.com for the very latest on the school closures and the games being moved around. We're going to get to more of that talk. Also coming up in the 12 to 3 show, we got Justin Wells of Inside Texas at 105. We got Chip Brown of Horns247.com at 205, our normal Wednesday guest. We're even going to fit in Zach Lucero at 130 in the Flex segment to get a little preview of Wednesday Night Flex. We didn't get a lot of preview from Cam. I'm sorry. Cameron, real quick, anything for Flex tonight? Bryce Chambers, Hudson Greer, and possibly Coach Sanders. Check us out at 7 o'clock on the Horn Flex ATX. That was pretty good right there. I didn't give him much time, but he definitely used it wisely. Thanks to Craig Way and Jeff for being a part of it today, and thanks to Cameron Parker for jumping in. This is The Horn.